2: this is Kenny Albert. You're listening to the Broadway Hat Podcast with your host, Kyle Hall, the number one podcast for all things Rangers hockey.
0: Welcome back to the Broadway Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hall, and we are bringing you another emergency episode following Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals. The New York Rangers have finally lost another home playoff game. After losing just the first game of the first round series in triple OT, the Penguins, the Rangers had won eight straight at MSG, and uh, and last night, unfortunately, could not have come at a worse time to lose at home. The Rangers dropped a three-one game to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, really, a game that wasn't too—I mean, going to the third period one-one, you couldn't really say any either team had the advantage. Of the game it was pretty evenly played. Um, you know, obviously, both goals scored. Going into there third were kind of fluky goals with Lindgren like a, with a uh, wrist shot off the wing. And then uh, Sergachev with his shot wrist shot off the top of the zone. Both came off of rim arounds uh, that didn't uh, connect. Um, just that third period obviously went back and forth. The Rangers, I thought, played a little bit too much on their heels in the third. Late in the third, kind of played not to lose, similar to what we saw in Game One against Carolina, similar what we saw in Game Three against Tampa, after they had a two nothing lead. Um, you know, I think a couple things. You can't blame the officiate, you know, the the offic- the referees for uh, the loss, but you know the Keandre Miller penalty, which thankfully the Lightning didn't score on, just a horrendous, horrendous call, one of the worst calls you'll see. Um, and then, you know, six minutes to go in the third period, and Kakos has got the puck behind the net, and I think it was Ruda, just straight up basically put him in a chokehold and held him um, and, and knocked him off the puck, which in any regular season game, that's a penalty. And, you know, we, we had Tim Pelon. He he said, no, there there's no officiating changes in the postseason. It's the same calls you would call in January, the same calls you should call in the playoffs. But, you know, six minutes left of a game five, uh, I guess the referees were looking to let him play. But, I mean, that's a call that has to be made, and, and that changes the whole game there because the Rangers go on the power play. Everyone knows how good the Rangers are on the power play, how that basically helped their entire season and, and led to where they are now because of how how efficient they are. Um, they go on the power play for the, for those times that you know they might score there, they might not, but at least the momentum is, will be changed in the in the game. And you know, right after that, then you have Ryan Strom on a beautiful pass from Panarin to Kopp to Strom with a wide open net. And the puck was just off his stick. He just wasn't, he was moving. It just didn't connect. He didn't score. And, you know, the joke all year at Ryan Strom with the open net. And again, again, he can't connect in the open net. And listen, I am not a Ryan Strom hater. There's a lot of people on Rangers Twitter that hate Ryan Strom. They don't want to see him back next year. Personally, I probably want to see Cop over Strom next year. Push comes to shove there with the two of them. Uh, just because Cop, I think, is a better face-off guy, which the Rangers need. Um, also a very good penalty killer. Because Strom can kill penalties, but cop very good penalty killer. I think he can play in a couple situations there. But mostly because of his face-off abilities, and the Rangers need some of the face-off ability. But, um, you know, the picture, which is now all over social media, all over every highlight show you see, is the Strom with the wide-open net with a puck coming towards his stick. You know, if the Rangers don't come back and and let's talk about the so every series so far, the Rangers have been down three two, and they've come back in every series. So the Comeback Kids have to do it again. But if they don't come back, that picture is going to haunt Ranger fans for a long time. That'll be something that Islander fans and Devils fans and Lightning fans and Carolina fans they'll all throw that picture back at Ranger fans after this. Um, but yeah, the Comeback Kids they got to do it again. They got to come. Another miracle comeback, and, you know, winning in Tampa is going to be that's going to be the toughest one yet. And, um, this team's been resilient, though, all year. And there's no reason to give up on them now. A lot of Ranger fans they see are giving up on them, same as the Ranger fans did in Carolina. Yet they won that game, and, you know, they returned back to the Rangers fandom after game seven. Uh, but a lot of people gave up on them then. But this, this show will not give up on the New York Rangers no matter what. And, uh, you know, I, and we have Matt Murley jumping on the show to talk about the Rangers, who does a great job on with uh, Spitting and Chiclets and Barstool and the uh, EBR crew, and uh, you know he taught he's been eating the burgers at Mika's uh, burger places, burger joints to bring the Rangers good luck, and he's been he's been on the Rangers bandwagon this playoffs. So it's, it was great to talk with him about it. But uh, so yeah, we go into how they can possibly come back, and uh, it just this Rangers team. I, I last night, you know. You early in the third period, you're kind of watching the game, and you know they they just make too many extra passes, and it's been the problem all year. You know, a couple chances by Cops should have shot the puck. Frenier had a chance; he should have shot the puck. You know, it was good to see Fox just missed on a shot. Actually, Lindgren just missed on a wraparound right afterwards, but he took the shot. He didn't look to pass to the middle, which Fox does do that a lot. He does look for a deflection or passes to you know basically to a crowd in front, hoping for a deflection. So they just got to get more shots in Vasilevsky because right now he's been outstanding. Uh, the first two games, obviously, he was shaky. He got down to Tampa, and he's been lights out since. I think he's only given up one five-on-five goal since the first uh, – I think last time was the first time since the game two in New York. So um, he's been fantastic. And uh, and and how about after the game, though? Lafreniere and, and Stamkos going at it. And first off, what the hell is Kucherov thinking like why winning three to one, the guy takes a you know one second left and shoots it off Fox's foot. Like what, what is going on through his mind? And obviously the melee breaks out. Lingren ends up dropping the gloves. Um, who was it with Paul? And then and then Lafreniere and Stamkos drop the gloves. And Merle and I talk about that. And like Merle said, like if Stamkos breaks his hand on Lafreniere's helmet or something like that, like how stupid can you be to to do that? Like, and, and like why are those guys on the ice? So. Uh, we talked about that, too, but that was just, like, like you got to love Lafreniere. Like, that guy, he's growing up so much, still 20 years old. He's been great for the Rangers. I mean, all the kids have been good in the playoffs, but I think Lafreniere has really stood out. Obviously, he has been, you know, scoring the goals and everything, but I think Lafreniere's physical play, and, uh, you know, his, you kind of see how his game's going to, or his style of play is going to be in the NHL. Like, I, I almost want to compare him to, a, like, a Gabriel Dengestock, where, like, he's not going to be the 50-goal scorer, but he's going to be a leader on a team. He's going to, you know, he scored 19 goals this year. I mean, that's not nothing. You know, I think he's going to be a, a mid 20s, possibly 30 goal scorer, and you know, have a physical game. You know, can stand up for himself, protect himself. I think he's going to get better in the defensive zone. I think he's getting better in the defensive zone already. I just think he's going to be that kind of style, like a grittier goals, like not a goal scorer, but like a grittier player that can chip in with goals. Maybe not be a first line. Star, but definitely be a second line top six, really, really good player. And I think that's what Lafreniere is going to slot into, which is fine. Not every guy is going to be a Sidney Crosby, which is everyone thinks you get a first round pick, you're going to be Crosby, you're going to be Ovechkin, you know, it, it doesn't want, you know, McDavid. Like, not every guy is going to be that. You know, not every guy is going to be a, a world superstar, but, you know, you need a guy like Lafreniere to score 25 goals a year, play a physical game. You know, get shippy with guys, and I loved it last night. I loved him standing up for himself with, with Stamkos. All the kids have stand up, have been standing up for themselves. Heedle's been throwing cross checks after plays. I think Kako has gotten to a couple times. He stood up for Reeves the other night with Bagot was a Progogian, right? I think it was. I think that's who it was who he went after. So I mean, the kids are standing up for themselves. This team, I don't, I, I think that locker room still believes, and I know Trubus said last night after the game they still believe, and I think uh, Gallant will. Have them ready to go in Game Six. I think they're gonna play, obviously desperate hockey. They're five and zero in elimination games already this year. I think you gotta look to a guy like Chris Kreider, who's always historically stepped up in elimination games. He's been quiet this series. I think Kreider's got to get a good game going on on uh, on Saturday. I think Panarin's gotta be the guy that they look to, though. I think Panarin needs to score at least a goal, chip and a couple of assists, um, and then you need to get some power plays. They only one power play last game. They gotta draw some penalties. They gotta do something. Because five on five is not working for him right now. They got something new going. Um, but, you know, Rangers in seven, you still got to believe. Before we send to our interview with Matt, make sure you, uh quick message from our friends over at intheclutch.com. Uh, these guys have awesome t shirts. We've partnered up with them to launch our first t shirt. It's not a garden, it's a jungle. An unbelievable t shirt with old M- the MSG uh, on it. It's an incredible shirt. Uh, I mean, we've had a great response so far from people looking at it. Uh, they also have another Ranger shirt on there, uh, blue shirts, bloody fists after the Carolina series. Um, so it's been great partnering with them. Make sure when you go there, intheclutch.com, use the code Broadway, and you save 10% off now. Uh, go on. So it's intheclutch.com slash pod. We'll bring you right to the shirt and everything. And use the code Broadway at checkout to save 10% now. That's intheclutch.com. Cannot thank them enough and make sure, hey, if the Rangers somehow end up winning this game in Game 6, the Ranger fans need to bring the heat again in Game 7 at the Garden, and it will be a jungle, let me tell you that much. Uh, So make sure you go get your merchandise now and get ready for Game 7. Or for next year, make sure you have it at the Garden, because it's always going to be a jungle no matter what team comes into the Garden next year. So go pick up your merch now at InTheClutch.com. Use that code Broadway and save yourself 10%. All right, we're now joined by a very special guest to help us break down game five. He's been the Lone Ranger supporter, I feel like, from the Spit and Chicklets crew. Matt Murley, thanks so much for joining us.
3: Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, I wish this was coming on after uh, a victory,
0: but <laughs> we're still in it. You know, you've been trying to will the Rangers the victory here. You've been eating at Mika's Burger Joints. And uh, I saw you ate the double burger, I think, before, right? it was before last night's game. Uh, so first off, how was the Mika Burger? Uh, it's
3: it's it's my favorite burger when I'm here. It's, um, you know, it's all like homemade stuff and it's got great toppings. It's just, it's perfect. And it just happened to be his burger. So
2: uh,
3: I'm not complaining too much that I have to go down there every game day
0: and have one. Uh, so for you that don't know Matt is playing or just finished up a season over there in Sweden, but you're hanging out over there, I guess now. Uh, are you, is the season still going on or you're just over there now?
3: No, uh, my wife's from here. So we've been living over here and we, we travel back and forth, New York to here and, uh, let grandma see the, the baby as much as we can.
0: <laughs> so you've been watching these games at, at what time is it? What's the start time though? Is that 4am or is it 3am? Uh, so we're,
3: we're six hours ahead. So these conference games have been starting at around two, two 15. <laughs> it's a little nicer in the regular season when they start at seven. <laughs> so then it's 1am, but yeah, it's been rough.
0: Um. So this Rangers team, obviously you've been watching them all playoffs. Uh, who impresses you the most in this team? Uh, I mean, obviously Igor
3: is, is obvious number one. And then Mika, I, I really like, but um, probably impressed me. The most has been Keandre Miller. I didn't really know much about him and. He's been um, really steady back there, and you know contributes offensively as much as defensively, which is is great.
0: And then uh, obviously last night's game, just a, a terrible, tough loss there for the Rangers. The Palat in game three, I thought was that last second goal sucked, and then they let him off the hook there with a two nothing lead. Um, I guess how how do the Rangers bounce back now and win in Tampa? Yeah,
3: I know it's it's tough to see, and you could kind of tell the Rangers as being a young inexperienced team, they were kind of holding on. It looked like to get to overtime where Tampa, the champions, they looked like they're still trying to win the game. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's what I think you learn as you get more playoff experience and you win two championships that it's, it's, it's time to win. Let's not wait around for overtime. Let's not wait for somebody else to do it. And that was a tough one.
0: Yeah. I, I think the thing that scares me the most is Vasilevsky now is, is back on his game and. After the, you know, everything was all oh, the blocker side. You know, all of a sudden that went mm-hmm. away. <laughs> yeah, Now he's back to dialed in.
3: Yeah, they really let him off the hook, especially in game three when it was 2 nothing. They let the champion off the mat. Um, it's going to be really tough to go down to Tampa. Everyone knows Vasileski in those closeout games. He's let, He's let up one goal, I think, in his last yeah. five or six. And I think a lot of those probably have come at home. I don't know the stats on that, but. Um. Yeah, that's gonna be an uphill battle for them, but I think maybe you tweeted it out today or somebody else. I saw they've been down three two in every yeah.
0: series. Yeah, I put the, yeah three two in every series so, so far. So
3: so that gave me a glimmer of hope that we're we're not done, <laughs> and it's gonna take a miracle though to beat Vasilevsky in Tampa, and Braden Point could show up too in this series at this in Game Six. So that that wouldn't be good either.
0: No. Yeah. And yeah, I, I felt like if it was 3-2 Rangers in Tampa, we would have seen a point definitely, I think, in game six. Maybe with a 3-2 a lead, they try to hold them out for one more game and hope they can steal one and put them in game seven. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And the problem with the Rangers, they had a couple of calls last night that didn't go their way. The Keandre Miller call was awful. But then, was it six minutes left in the game, and Kako basically gets gripped down behind the net uh, with no call there, which – you set the Rangers power play up there and that's a whole different game. I, I, in my book, you know, going forward.
3: Yeah. The last few games, they haven't been able to get onto the power play and we all know that's the only way they've been scoring. Mm-hmm. I, I saw 198 minutes. Vasilevsky's only let in one, one goal, five on five, which is ridiculous. And that's tough at the end of the game there. Cause I was watching last night and there was a couple of chances. Maybe you give the Rangers a power play, but at the same time, the refs are trying to let the players decide it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, Tampa scores like that. And, oh, well, we should never even been in that situation. We could have been on the power play and scored, but that's the way hockey is. I feel the last 10 minutes, the refs are going to put the whistles away for either team. So just as easily as it could have been on the other foot.
0: But I tell you what, though, I I woke up this morning. The first tweet I see is your strong picture tweet. And my stomach just went completely into a knot again. So thanks for that nice little wake up this morning.
3: Yeah, well, I I woke up to it. A friend of mine sent that to me. and uh, (laughs) Yeah, that was it was a rough wake up. I had three hours of sleep and then I woke up. That was the first thing I saw as well. I was like, oh, and it was it was just off. The pass was just off. He was just off. And when you're the champion, you get those kind of breaks. That's what happens.
0: That's a picture that will live in Rangers twitter and social media forever if they don't come back in this series but uh Mika advantage has been unbelievable this entire playoffs and you know uh, to, it's crazy because every time i see you put up a prop or so it hits like he's been hitting like he's been hitting quite crazy and his he signed a big contract before the year his extension at 8.5 a year now almost looks like a bargain deal after what we've seen him do in this playoffs
3: yeah, and, and and he's not only doing it, he's scoring on the power play, but he plays the penalty kill too. Their power penalty kill has been great the whole time, and uh, yeah, I don't even remember how it started. I, I know he was part owner of this burger spot, and I was pretty sure there was a burger name for him. So I said, "All right, he he." It was O2 Carolinas like if they're gonna win, he's got to get it going. Mm-hmm. And I had the idea, well, let's make the prop to him to get a point, Rangers and under. So I went down, had the burger. It was it, and then they they had the 93 glow up for his number. Yeah. And it worked out well. I think he ended up either liking it or retweeting it or something too. Well, whoever, he probably has a, a buddy <laughs> of his running his socials, but the, he liked the tweet. So that got us all fired up. And I think he scored the opening goal of the game and, and they won easily. And we we cashed that and a few other other bets.
0: When I saw when I first saw you go there, I was first off shocked because Biz has made an enemy of every everyone in New York City now. He, you know, any any Ranger fan now hates Biz. So I'm like, and Whitney all of a sudden was saying the Rangers are a wagon in February. Now he's against them. So I'm like, oh my god, look at this! Actually, some support here from uh, <laughs> the Chicklets crew.
3: Yeah, Biz has always been against them. Wit was fine with them until our boy Avery in the office was just just chirping them all season. And he just had enough of him, so. <laughs> and, and he always is like Tampa to win the cup. And uh, I, I knew he needed some support. I really like this Rangers team. I was on them in the Pittsburgh series, just because of the goaltending matchup, you know, Penguins mm-hmm. at the time had their second stringer who knew that if the third stringer came in, I would have thought it'd be a sweep, but wow. that's how good Sydney was playing and uh, Gensel. So you know, I've been with them. I'm a New Yorker. I like New York teams. I like when New York teams go to go far because everybody's out at the bars watching the games, mm-hmm. talking about hockey, which which doesn't always happen in in upstate New York.
0: Yeah, so I went to school in Albany. You are the pride of Troy, New York, mm-hmm. uh, All American up there at at RPI. So Albany's in a weird situation where mm-hmm. it's kind of middle of nowhere for sports teams. So who'd you grow up watching?
3: Yeah, I actually grew up an Islanders fan, uh-huh. which will make some of your listeners not happy but we had their AHL team in Troy, New York for two or three seasons. They played out of RPI yep. and um, my like brother Rich, ended up.
0: Rich Pilon was up there. I know that after, um, he talked about that. I think for a little bit. Yeah. They used to have their whole, they
3: would have the whole training camp up there at an arena. My dad actually built was a, for us next to our high school and they'd have their the Islanders would have the whole training camp. So we'd get to meet all the NHL players. My brother ended up being the stick boy for the team so we would get to meet all the AHL guys that would come up and down and and all that fun stuff. And they would give us their old stick. So I would be using a, an old Yanni Lato stick or Richard Crom stick. And um, that made us Islanders fans. We used to travel around to some of their games. And uh, But as I got going pro, I kind of lost that fandom uh, as like a diehard mm-hmm. Islanders fan. And, and now when I'm asked, I, I would probably lean.
2: Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred Bets and up to 200 Fred Bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.
3: If I had to say, I would probably say Pittsburgh, just because of Crosby's. Pretty much the only guy I know still, because I'm so old. <laughs> but I always say I like both New York teams. I like New York teams to win, and it's uh, you know I sound like Biz liking every team. But yeah, well. I also like to win money. So if we can make <laughs> a, a bet on the barstool sports book for for the Rangers or the Islanders,
0: then I'm,
3: I'm looking then for the one it. to win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm cool with it.
0: Uh, so we had Ryan Malone on. Uh, obviously you guys are buddies and a oh, great, Jesus. unbelievable guy. Um, you got any good Mario Lemieux stories? Um, Mario
3: Lemieux. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the first, the first practice I ever had as a pro was training camp and there was three teams. So there's a, B and C, and you, you knew the rosters of all three teams, but Mario was just kind of on his own. He could pick which skate he wanted to go into depending on his tea time. So, the first day it's my first practice. I have no clue. All of a sudden, of course he comes on the ice. And so you're already nervous to begin with. And you're, you're skating around and like, Oh my God, that's Lemieux. So you line up for the first drill and my luck, my first pass in pro hockey in a drill is going to be to Mario Lemieux. And I'm like, just put it out in front of him. Let him skate into it, Matt. Just Nope. Rip it right off his skate. <laughs> but he was so good. He picked it right up, went down and scored on it. But, that's my first memory of him. Um, he was a great guy to me. He was so nice to me, but just a complete legend.
0: And when uh, you were there, when Crosby came into the league, when does he get to slow down eventually? Because, again, I mean, what a playoff series against the Rangers. Basically, will the Penguins, like to, like you said, the seven games, even got hurt in that game six there. But, I mean, he is still unbelievable.
3: Yeah, he, he could will my brother's men's league team into a <laughs> seven-game series with anybody. That's just the leader he is. I, I saw that at 18, he just he makes everyone around him want to be better, and and that's what builds a team and makes makes the team. But personally, yeah, I thought he would have been slowed down by now, especially the punishment he takes because he has the puck the whole game. He's constantly getting hit and whacked, and he's played in these long playoff rounds. But this this year, he looked maybe is one of his
0: best years of all time. I know he looked actually fresh in the playoffs, which is crazy.
3: Yeah, and that's what if if they got by. New York there their Tristan Jaria was healthy again there they they would be right here with Tampa looking at a six or seven game series no doubt
0: you think Malkin's going back or you think he's on the move uh
3: I, if I had a guess I'd guess he would be going back I would expect him to take a lot less money mm-hmm. because he's made enough number one and he's not the player that he he was before but uh i i feel like he doesn't want to go anywhere else he would he wants to retire there but i don't really know him that well but i know sydney probably won't go anywhere else he's yeah he's going to be a one team guy
0: there was a whole rumor last year that crosby was looking to move or whatever and then it kind of just fizzled out after a while but as a Ranger fan, you're like, man, I would not mind seeing eighty seven in blue. Let me tell you, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, that's why I always think if there is one place one of these stars would move to, it's it's to see New York or maybe L.A. or you know just the the crazy lifestyles hmm. and the big cities, especially maybe a Malkin type from another country. And, hey, this is my one chance to go live in a big city. I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, so that's why I think the Rangers are always always available for somebody.
0: It's so about cities. So you've moved quite a bit. 18. This is your 18th pro year was this year. You came out of retirement. What was the reason <laughs> behind that? Um, it was really funny. Um,
3: my wife was at the grocery store and ran into the coach's wife, who is a friend of mine. And they were just talking. And she just mentioned, oh, they're, they got a lot of injuries and sickness. They don't even have enough guys to practice. So she came home and told me that. And I, so I call, I texted my friend and coach. I said, Hey, if you need guys to skate, I can come over and just fill in on a line for practice. He goes, great. Tomorrow, five o'clock said, all right. I was just, I was back fresh from a five day trip in Vegas for the chicklets cup. (laughs) So I just wanted to sweat. I needed to sweat to get, get the, get the booze out of me. And I, I practice felt pretty good. So after practice, he grabs me like Matt, you look great out there. He goes, here's the problem if you want to play in games, we have to know in the next two hours, because this is the end of the transfer window. And I was like, Whoa, 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 I'm, I'm 42. I haven't played in, in three years. I, don't, I, I can't play a game. He goes, ah, he goes, let's fill out the paperwork just in case. Okay. Okay. So we do that. And he goes, you know what? You're just going to play tomorrow. I'm like, no Monson. Like, what do you mean? I'm, I, he goes, you look fine out there. He goes, you just play a little bit. I'm like, all right. So played the game the next day, felt great. Wasn't sore the next day. So we just wrote it and we went with it and it was a great time
0: Yeah, put a point per game. Not too bad.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not the, it's not the level of the leagues I used to play in, but uh, it was young kids flying around. I took some big hits. Some guys are coming <laughs> after me, um, but it was great. I loved it. loved going, get the workouts and, and get the sweat in the beer always tastes better after a hockey game or a hockey practice. So It was really enjoyable. My daughter got to come see me play for the first time. So that was really special. So it it, would all worked out.
0: You still got the NHL label on you, though. People still take it runs at you.
3: Uh, I don't know if it was that or just because of how old I was. And I was the only (laughs) guy speaking English out there. But I'm sure some of them knew that. But uh, maybe now they know me more because of chicklets than my (laughs) NHL resume.
0: (laughs) Uh, You spent some time in the Asian league. I don't think I've ever had anyone on from the Asian league. What was that hockey like?
3: Uh, That was, it was really, really cool, cool experience. My first stop was Japan over there, which if you ever have a chance to to go on a vacation, go over to Japan. It is an amazing experience. The nicest people, tremendous food. It's clean. It's safe. It's just, it's just a really unique place. Um, The hockey was good. We had a team from Russia team from China three in South Korea and four in Japan. So you, you got to travel around and see that, that part of the world a little bit. Each team was a little different. The Japanese teams were all small and fast. This Russian team was big giants, but slow. China was terrible. And then the Korean teams were kind of a mix of everything. So it was, it was pretty good league. It was better than I, I thought. And uh, it was just a, a great experience. I think you play on a team called the killer whales or what was that? Yeah. Damn young killer <laughs> whales. Uh, we were just outside of Seoul, Korea. Uh, I played two years there and that was really cool. Cause my coach was Kevin Constantine who had coached in the NHL and, uh, the WHL. So, uh, he, he was great. He was, he was teaching me all these new things from, from North America that I had, I, I totally didn't know because I'd played in Europe so long. <laughs>
0: Uh, so what's the plan for next year? We come back again, or is this going to be another retirement? No, I'm back. I'm back in retirement. (laughs) EBR crew full time now. Yeah, that was, it was the perfect
3: window. It was, it was two or three months where I didn't have any trips planned for chicklets. It was two months. That was the end of the season. I knew I only had to play the 10 or 12 games, uh, it was just the, the perfect norm. There was two guys on the team that were buddies of mine. The coach was a buddy of mine. So, yeah, I can't say no. Who knows? Maybe the end of this season again and for a month. But I think that was it.
0: <laughs> and then you had three years in the KHL. I got to ask, what's, what's the craziest thing you saw over there? Um, cr-
3: uh, geez. KHL wasn't crazy. I had some crazy coaches there. I mean, the one time I got fined in uh, the KHL because I was—I I smiled during practice. I had a hundred dollar fine. The coach is like, "Matt, why are you smiling?" I'm like, uh, "It's hockey. It's supposed to be fun." He goes, "No, a hundred dollar fine. No smiling in practice." So <laughs> I thought that's a pretty good one.
0: Uh, well, you spent two—was it one year in actual Russia, and then two years you were playing in the—you know—outside Russia? So that, was yeah. it better in Russia or outside? Uh definitely better outside. Uh,
3: the best year was in Zagreb, Croatia. It was an expansion team and we, we were allowed to have 20, 25 North American guys. Oh, uh-huh. so, so we had a crew over there. Uh, Ryan Vesey, uh, Bill Thomas, Hugh Jessman, Rangers. Oh, draft Rangers, there you Hugh, go. Yeah. Ranger
0: fans are a little, uh, but, yeah, he's, you, yeah.
3: yeah, he's, he didn't turn out in hockey as, as he was supposed to, but he's an unreal guy. So. He's doing well for himself. And I played with Jonathan Chichu there on a line. So that was really cool. He was, he was a great scorer, but that, that was a
0: uh, much better than being in Russia. Yes. Um. All right. So what's the, what's the pick going forward here? Is it Rangers in seven? Are we still sticking with that? And we got to keep riding him,
3: Right. I, th- I think it's a, it's going to be a miracle. Igor will have to stand on his head even more. <laughs> and I don't know how they see. That's why Tampa is so good. They, they, they're so well coached and disciplined. They don't take any penalties. Now they figured out. Hey, the only way they'll score is on the power play. Mm -hmm. So they figure out a way to get in, get a penalties. Maybe I would get in there and get some, try to get some four on four maybe to open it up, you know, go in there and just start throwing punches a little bit and get them to punch and, Get a four on four to open it up. Something. <laughs> it's five on five. The Tampa's not giving
0: them anything. It's not working. But I mm-hmm. want to see. I mean, the Rangers in the cup would be great just because we get biz in New York City. And mm-hmm. uh and I want to see some Ranger fans maybe, you know, chirp them a little bit. The hair won't be growing in by then, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what we're all hoping.
3: And we're all hoping for that. That's part of the reason I'm pulling is because then maybe we get in to go to game three and and see a, a cup final there, which would be amazing the msg is is awesome to watch the games there i awesome. actually played a couple games there it was uh, always somewhere special to be and in the playoffs it's it's magical in there
0: and then your bubble hockey skill uh, i gotta ask about that what uh, world ranking where are we at right now
3: yeah i know it was it was my secret talent now it's kind of gotten out of the bag it used to be my way to make a make a free beer or five bucks at the bar um i had a friend jared Cantucci who had one in his basement when we were growing up. So all we did was play this and I got really good. Uh, yeah. I, I, have never lost one-on-one. So <laughs> oh, I'm wow. feeling pretty good. And biz was saying he'd never lost anybody. And I beat him six to one and six to two back-to-back games. And he quit after that. So <laughs> There's some talk of uh, some tournaments or some maybe people are allowed to come at me. So okay. who knows? I'm, I'm getting a little nervous, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in my
0: game. There's a, I forget what the name of it up in Albany is a beer garden up there and they had a bubble hockey in the back and it was awesome. Cause it was 1980 theme. It was us versus uh, Russia Russia, and it had it in the back. I mean, you would line up for 20 minutes waiting to play on that thing. And you know, I forget what the name of the place was, but it was awesome because yeah. just because it was a throwback, like 1980s version of it.
3: Yeah, that's the one we had. He that he had was the the Russian versus US and yeah. it would play both anth- anthems and then like it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It yep, up.
0: exactly. Yep, exactly. It's the same so, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
3: mean me and him spent hours on that game we were little and then, as I got older we would always play in the ranks and I would always beat everybody because I had so much time with it. <laughs> but I know and now they put a couple of clips on there. They're starting to tell my tricks. Yeah. So I'm sure there's yeah. I'm sure there's people now going and practicing i don't i don't think they have a bubble hockey machine in sweden so i can go practice but
0: i I actually did see someone say like watch merley with the defense and i'm like people are actually scouting this bubble." yeah
3: there's a pre-scouting me now before we get to new york so there could be a big matchup frankie borelli i guess is pretty good i don't
0: want to worry about him he's an islander fan it's
3: (laughs) but I, i was like oh maybe he had one in his family restaurant growing up so he got some hours on it too but we'll see in uh in a week or 10 days when we go back.
0: Yeah. Well, Matt, hopefully we see in the city coming up and hopefully the Rangers can yeah. pull off this other win uh yeah. down in Tampa somehow and we get to a game 7 yeah. MSG. I, I feel confident that they won't lose back-to-back in, in 7 or at home yeah. uh, against this team. You know,
3: yeah, if you can get it to 7, then I I, I love their chances. Um I'm going to go down to the burger restaurant tomorrow. I'll probably switch up. I'm going to probably have to find something else on that menu to get the Rangers or maybe somebody else on the Rangers going. Yeah, maybe,
0: maybe get a Crider going here. You know? Yeah. He's I'm going to, so I'm going to have to
3: go down and translate the menu and, and find something Rangers to, to steal this win. It's going to be a steal. If, if you think that they're favored or yeah. should win this game, you're nuts. Um, <laughs> it's going to take everybody and it's going to take a, a small miracle. It's gonna
0: we're gonna need some boosted odds of like a thousand on this one. It's it's (laughs) gonna be a big one.
3: (laughs) But I I like I liked your tweet where they've been down three two every series. So why not again? And I'm a superstitious guy, so why not? All right.
0: And it seems like they can never make it easy for themselves as team all year long. So they've been the comeback kids and it's oh oh, by the way, what'd you think of Lafreniere and Stamkos going at it at the end of the game? Yeah, I mean, I I love it for a Ranger standpoint.
3: I don't know, I don't know what Tampa was thinking having those guys out there. I, when I played, as soon as we had the lead, I didn't want to be out there. I didn't want to take an unnecessary slash or hit. And then all of a sudden Stamkos drops his glove and is throwing haymakers. Can you imagine he hurts his hand? Like, like McKinnon did earlier in Mm -hmm. the year. And and then he's out. He's out. When you're going to the Stanley cup final, like, uh, and then Kucherov, Kucherov's out there too. If I was a Rangers, I would have just, I would, I would have taken huge liberties on those two guys. Kucherov started the whole thing. He shot the yeah, puck at Fox. Yeah, for some he shoots the puck back. Uh, I, I I can't believe they were on the ice. Uh, it was dumb. It had to be a, a complete brain fart by Cooper there. That that should never have happened. That's where then, you have mar- mar- maroons on the ice. Make sure nothing bad's happened to anybody.
0: Exactly. And that's what I, when, when I saw the whole thing play out, I was like, who was even on the ice right now? Cause I saw Kucherov shoot the puck and him and Fox are going, and all of a sudden Lingren's drop yeah. the gloves. And then, all you mm-hmm. see is Stamkos' back. I'm like, well, he's really tangled up with someone. It's ended up being Lafreniere, of all people. Yes. Yes. And I love that kid. I mean, he's been yeah. so good from the playoffs and he's kind of shown an edge that he hasn't really. I mean, he's shown an edge all year, but I mean, he's hitting everything that moves. I think Ryan Reeves mm-hmm. has had a really good uh, yeah. impact on his game.
3: Yeah, he, he's looked a lot better. I was a little hesitant on him after last year, but the, I mean, these kids are so young now. And because of Crosby and Ovechkin did so well at 18, McDavid we expect everybody now to be good at 18 and mm-hmm. and it doesn't work that way. So he's learning. And I think they got a really good one there and they seem to have some good chemistry. Those three young guys, which, which, which matters more than you think when you, when you play with the right guys and you play together a long time, read off each other. And so hopefully they, they stick together for a long time.
0: Yeah. Hopefully they can help the Rangers. The kid line has been probably the most anyway. consistent line for them. So I'll tell yeah. that they can keep it going here in game six, Matt, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us all the way over yeah. from Sweden. So thank you for yeah. taking the time, go catch a nap and get ready. Get ready for <laughs> yeah. game six.
3: I'm, I think I'm, I'm sad. There's no hockey tonight because the other series was so quick, but I'm also happy that I'm going to try to sleep through the night tonight <laughs> and rest up for tomorrow's big one.
0: Exactly. So, but uh, thanks we'll cut- for having
3: me. Let's yeah. go Rangers. I'm going to say Brett bread, man. If we're going to win tomorrow, the bread man's going to have to get two or three goals. Yeah.
0: He does. Yes. Maybe that actually, that's the guy to find yeah. in the find an attorney Panarin style, yeah. maybe a Russian burger or something in town. Yeah, There we go. Yeah. And maybe I'm going to have him make a
3: custom burger, put yeah. some Porsche <laughs> on it or something.
0: Exactly. Exactly. We need something going on there, but Matt, yeah. thanks so much for jumping on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much Matt for joining us this week. Uh, it was awesome talking with him. Make sure you go follow Matt on Twitter at Matt 19, and find out all of his ebr winners or uh, who he's rolling with for the night. You can follow him along on his burger, uh his burger eating uh times there at, at Mika's bar at Mika's burger joint. And uh, and also he posts all the spit and chicklets props, all the uh Barstool Sportsbooks props on there as well. Uh, for what the uh the the post is or what the um uh, the odds are that they're boosting for that night. So, make sure you go check him out. He has an awesome job there with the Chicklets crew. And uh you know you got to appreciate one of them actually following the Rangers and uh and he's been uh he's been on the all-playoffs so uh, it was awesome to talk with him and hear some stories and and talk uh, you know how the Rangers come back in this series and uh they're not dead yet they're not dead yet 3-2 every series like I said could the Rangers have them right where they want who knows but you got to keep on believing and uh and that does it for our emergency episode episode 81 Make sure you go and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Every five-star review, uh, a dollar is donated to Alex's Lemony Foundation. Uh, So thank you to all of our listeners who have already left their reviews. We've raised over almost $80 now uh, for the foundation helping fight pediatric cancer. So please take a moment out of your day. Go on there. Leave the five-star review. Follow the show. Make sure you go and follow the show on uh, Spotify. Leave us a nice five-star review there as well. You can find the show on Google Play. Pandora, uh, Amazon Music, Spreaker, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find us there. Make sure you go follow the show on Twitter at Broadway Hat Pod. You can follow my personal account at k NY for all New York Ranger updates. Follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at the Broadway Hat Podcast. And this is going to be a big one. Saturday night in Tampa. They've done it all year. The comeback kids. Can they do it again? Rangers in seven. Let's go. Hopefully, we'll be coming back to you Monday with a Game 7 preview at MSG. Let's go, Rangers. Keep the faith. Rangers in 7. Let's go.
2: You have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred Bets and up to 200 Fred Bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21+. plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.